Welcome to episode three of the Heart Vision Podcast. Today's episode is called This is 40. And me having just celebrated my 40th birthday, this is a chance for me to reflect on and share with you all the things I've learned from my 40 years on this planet. So let me just fill you in on who I am if you're just now tuning into this podcast or starting to follow it. Uh, my name is Tristan and I am a certified life coach. I've been certified by the Ford Institute of Transformational Training. Finished that up at the end of 2013. So 2014, I was officially a life coach. And um, I've been certified in a number of other things as well. So I've been doing work in emotional freedom techniques. I've been doing uh, the Ford Institute was all about uh, shadow work and integrative coaching and uh, transpersonal psychology. So I have a pretty wide background. I do breath work. So I'm working in, with pranayama and um, I'm an avid uh, kundalini yoga practitioner and, uh, and, I, and I do energy work as well. So uh, that includes Tai Chi, that includes some hands-on healing that I've been trained in. So there's a number of different things that I do. Um, I'm, I've, I've read a lot of books in my day. So I like to say that, you know, most of what I, what I know is, is, um, is, is definitely from experience, but a lot of, you know, a lot of the books that I've read and the things that I've studied, the courses I've taken, the teachers I've learned from, they definitely all shaped me and helped me evolve. Now I've walked my own unique path and there's no formula and I, th I think it's important to mention that if you're on this path now and you think there is a formula or someone is trying to tell you there is a formula, then they're trying to sell you something or they're, they're just, they're just uh, lying to you because there's no formula for how you're going to live your particular life. And your life is going to unfold in a unique way and only you can walk that path. And it's always interesting to me that so many people out there right now are marketing every single course under the sun, every single technique and book and um, do-it-yourself you know, courses and all these things. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all need information. We all need to learn. Uh, we all need to, to improve our skills and we all need to master our craft. And we can definitely learn from those who are doing it. That being said, a lot of people are leading you forward based on egoic desires and you may not even realize it and and this is kind of the 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 fine line when when we're dealing in the conscious community when we're dealing with spiritual products uh products that are that have to do with spirituality or advancing your growth or um really you know it all comes down to lifestyle um you can go on the retreats that you want. You can have a spiritual teacher. You can have your own practice at home. And that's all great if you're, if you're only concerned with spiritual growth. Uh, most people wrap their spiritual growth and their financial growth together. So they're looking for those, you know, those teachers who seem pretty well balanced in both spirituality and business. And they, they gravitate maybe towards those kind of people, which is fine. Those people, those people have a lot to share and, and hopefully what I'm suggesting is that people have evolved, those teachers out there that are marketing products, uh, I hope that, that they have evolved enough to know that um, you know, the, the right people are going to come to us no matter what and we don't need to use these, these, these hard selling tactics to get people into our programs or into our coaching um, or trainings or anything like that. So we need to realize that leading people from their egoic desires isn't the isn't isn't moral. I, I don't I don't believe it is. I I believe that um, what we can really do is appeal to unlocking people's potential through their their heart, through their heart based desires, not their egoic desires. And this is an interesting thing to learn. And, and I don't think everyone intuitively, I think they intuitively know it, but I don't think they consciously know this. Most people are still operating out of an egoic agenda. So you can be on the spiritual path and still be operating from an egoic agenda, a need to prove yourself, a need to be good enough, a need to um, attain some level of success, to feel like you're enough, 
um, it goes on and on. I mean, the, there's no, the, the ego is very sneaky and it will, you know, even if you're on the, the spiritual path, it'll have you feeling like you haven't done enough. You ha- you need to take more courses. You're not competent enough. You're not ready to go into business for yourself. Let's say if you're, if you're turning your, your training and your certifications into a livelihood, then you know, the ego will jump in and say, oh, you're not ready. You're not skilled. No one will, no one will like you. No one will pay you money for this. And it, it all just creates this conundrum. It, it's really kind of funny. But what I want to take you back to is just a little, a little, you know, I'm going to, Deepak Chopra says, if you speak from the mind, you'll speak to their minds. If you speak from the heart, you'll speak to their hearts. But if you speak from your life, you'll speak to their lives. And so what I want to do today is just speak from my life and connect with your life, connect with the way you're living and see if this resonates for you. Because what I'm going to lead you into is stepping onto your true path. Now, this is a really, I mean, that, look, that, that might sound like the most simplest thing you've ever heard. And it's, it's somewhat cliche if you, if that's all you're listening to in the spiritual community, follow your path, be true to yourself, find your passions, live your dream. That's all fine and good, but you need to understand what that is, first of all. And, you know, part of the premise of, of the work that I do with heart vision coaching is help people actually understand what their heart wants. Now, this takes work. This is alchemy. And a lot of people don't understand this. It's not the first thing off the top of your head that we're going after. I spend sometimes months with people um, just doing some some base work, some some preliminary clearing and uh, some shifting and, and, and releasing of old emotions so that we can free up the space to allow that vision to come through your channel, right? So I believe that vision was born with you when you incarnated. You came into this world with a purpose. You are part of the grand mosaic. And when all of us are playing our part, so to speak, in this grand mosaic, we are literally creating um, art. We are creating a masterpiece. And we can create this dream of heaven on earth when I believe we're all when we're all doing what we're designed to do, when we're when we're really following uh, our true heart's desire and we're, we're allowing that to find expression. So this is the important part, allowing it to find expression. It's one thing to know your heart's desire. It's a whole other thing to allow it expression. So we're going to get into today. Allowing expression is really one of the baseline things that I want to talk about. Um, as far as creativity goes, if you can't learn to allow your expression, your creativity will get stopped up inside of you. And that will lead to a host of, of symptoms and behaviors and, and consequences. Um, someone told me the other day, it, it just so happens that I I injured myself with a hernia many years ago, almost 10 years ago, tw- actually longer than that. Uh, 20 years ago, I got my first hernia and then I had a surgery on it and then I, I actually re-injured it again. Somebody recently told me that a hernia is sometimes caused by a misuse of your creative energy. So I just found that, I find that interesting because I, I have been on the path of develop my, de- developing my own creativity for quite some time. And because it was unexpressed, I wonder, I just wonder if this hernia as a result of that, if it's a result of unexpressed energy or misused energy, in any case, I still have that. I didn't get a second operation. I just didn't think it was worth it. Uh, it doesn't cause me any pain. And the first surgery was just, it left me, you know, incapacitated for a whole week uh, in a lot of pain. So, um what I've decided to do now is instead of getting this surgery, <laughs> I've decided to use my creative energy in a, in a better way. One of those ways is actually doing this podcast. And another one is starting to write again because um, blogging is something that I really love and, and I, and I love teaching. So I definitely want to, I do want to put my, my information, um, some of my knowledge, some of my, my training and skills into uh, some sort of program and it'll help people along. A lot of times, I know that on my path, um, I used to be a, a big time party guy. You know, I was in the bar business. I was in the club business. Uh, I went to a party school. I went to Arizona State University, and that's known as a pretty big um, 
Playboy rated party school, you know, in the, in the U S. So that was kind of, you know, my life in the past and I've evolved out of that and done a considerable amount of work on myself. And, uh, you know, I just, I really just turned a corner after my, my conscious awakening and just started a, a brand new life and reinvented myself and found a new way to make a living. And, you know, just really put that old me in the past and, and tried to leave it there. But interestingly, a lot of my friends from the past, they are now getting in touch with me and they're seeing the progress I've made. They're seeing that they're reading the messages that I write and they're just saying, Hey man, you've, you've done something and I don't know what it is, but I, I they, you know, they're, they're telling me like, I, I, I want to know what, you know, I want to know what you did. Um, some are asking me if they can come visit and maybe do um, like re private retreats with me and things like that. So something that I'm doing is starting to speak to the people from my past who now want to change their lives. And I'm fine with that. Um, but I also know that when people come to me, they're probably starting at the very bottom, meaning not that there's levels in spirituality, but there's definitely those who, who are beginners on the path. They're just getting on the path. And at, at my, at my point, I don't mean to sound elitist or superior, but at my present energy level, like at the present, at, the, at this very stage of my life, I'm wanting to work with with um, more advanced souls, souls that have been on the path for a little while. Um, they've done some, some self-help work. They've done a little bit of training. They've got some skills and they want to go to the next level. They want to uh, really drop into their hearts and, and they've done the inner work. So they're not afraid of this work. If I start out with people that are brand new, it's almost like I'm, I'm twisting their arms sometimes to, to do this inner work. And I'm not willing to work with people who don't have that willingness to to really get in and do the the inner work because some, sometimes it is painful and people aren't prepared for that so they think this is like a walk in the park and you know i i don't think i suffered for many years from depression and my whole conscious awakening it was quite turbulent i don't believe it has to be like that for everybody but i do believe that everyone is going to encounter some discomfort on the path of, of waking up to their true self. That's just a fact. You can't avoid it. You think you can, you think you can, you can probably try, um, you know, and, and if you think you can avoid it, good luck. I don't think you're, you're, you're doing yourself a service by trying to avoid pain. That's just something that the mind tries to do anyway. It tries to avoid pain and, and seek pleasure. Now what we're doing is we're just stepping into the real experience of everything. So you have to be willing to feel it all. That's really the number one secret I can give you. Feel it all throughout your entire body. Let the feeling be there. Whatever you're experiencing, let it be there. The moment you, you resist something, it, it transforms into something even bigger. It starts to, to, to birth thoughts that support that feeling and give life to that feeling. And then that feeling generates more thoughts of the same kind. And then those thoughts create more feelings that are negative and make you feel even worse. And this loop can just go on for a, a while. So that, that thought feeling loop can just keep going and going and going. So we call that the ego loop. And the idea is you want to get out of the, the ego loop long enough to begin to listen to your higher self, your inner voice. So I want to transition right here into how we do that, because this is really like, this is the beginner. This is for like spirituality 101. Let's just start with the basics. But really, this is where I started. And this is why, you know, I am where I am today. And, and I'm, I'm quite happy with that. I'm not that I don't say that to brag. Um, I don't I haven't amassed a fortune. I don't have a business empire. Um I just, I'd happen to, I happen to, to really like my life right now. I have a full life. I live down in Guatemala. Um, I found a way to, to be a digital nomad and I found a way to support a lot of people, um, to live really great lives. And, and in, in turn, I'm really enjoying my life. And do I have everything in my life that would make it full? Um, at the moment, I mean, come on, there's always something that, that, I'm still desiring. I'm, I'm desiring a woman and I don't have a, a woman in my life at the moment, but it's on its way. And I, you know, my favorite teacher, Wayne Dyer just said, if you, if you have to just get it, get it tattooed on your arm, it's on its way. 
So when we're on this path, if you're constantly looking for what's not showing up, then that's where your focus is going. So just notice this. Notice that your focus creates your reality. And if your mind is always on what's not showing up, then what kind of emotions would that produce? Probably not good ones, right? So I don't want to be in anxiety. I don't want to be in envy. I don't want to be in desperation and hopelessness. So I choose to put my thoughts on gratitude. And this takes training and this takes persistence. And I do this every day through meditation. I do a heart-centered meditation where I literally place my hands over my heart. And as I'm doing this, I'm breathing slowly in through the nose for about three to four seconds. And then the breath goes out at about the same rate, three to four seconds. And as you draw the breath in, you're focusing on the heart center. And you're just letting the breath pass through the heart, letting the breath blow over the heart on the exhale. And just imagine the breath, just imagine the, the, the chest just rising and falling and the breath is just kind of breathing itself. When you do this long enough and you focus on gratitude, according to the HeartMath Institute, you can create something called coherence. Coherence is when your emotions are organizing themselves, your energy is organizing around your heart because your attention is on your heart. So energy goes Energy flows where attention goes. So if your attention is on your heart, energy will flow there. Then energy will gather. Your emotions will become balanced and begin to, to self-regulate. And as you do this, as you begin to self-regulate your emotions, and this takes time. So sit down for 20 minutes each day, maybe work up to 30 minutes. And if you can sit there for 20 to 30 minutes per day doing a heart-centered meditation, focusing on gratitude, you can train yourself to experience more gratitude. That means you will choose the way you want to feel. And then the thoughts that come out of that feeling will most likely be positive, right? Because if you're grateful and you're looking for what, what you can appreciate in your life already, then that creates the feeling state of gratitude. Now, gratitude is the number one thing we need to begin to receive. And if you're receiving, if you're in a receptive mode, then you're allowing good things to come to you. You're allowing all things to come to you. And you're just noticing that your being is bringing everything into being. You just have to generate the good feelings, right? And and, and we're going to get into, we're going to get more into the heart vision. But the heart vision, when you understand your vision and you've glimpsed it, you've received it, you can see it and you use your imagination to make it more real in your mind and you generate the feelings of already having it, then it's already coming to you. But when you go into your day-to-day -day life, you know, you can't be, you know, of course you can have the, the, the 10 year vision in your mind, but from day to day, you just really have to appreciate what's, what's there. What's, what's already in your life. Stay on that, on that feeling of gratitude and let that feeling of gratitude guide you and lead you because it is supporting you and it is connecting you to a higher power, to the divine. So gratitude is our first connecting point. It's our first way of creating that relationship to the divine that is that is all giving and all providing and omnipresent and omnipotent and all that. So we're just we're making an intention to create a relationship with our higher power, with our higher self, that divine part of us, which means, you know, when you put your hands over your heart, you're connecting to your own divinity, not some religious idea of a God outside of you that you'll that you're you're just begging will will come into your life. That divine self already lives inside of you. So you're just connecting back to that. So let's let's talk about the main thing that you'll need to know to get on this path. One thing is, you, you, you may have heard this before, but it's a, it's a calling. It's called a calling, right? If you've heard the word calling, then just think about it um, like this. Say you're not living your your purpose. You're not living up to your own potential, you begin to feel stagnant in your life. And one day you start to get this feeling or even, um, you know, that higher self, the voice of the higher self in your head begins to start speaking truths to you. Somehow you get the feeling that, that your life isn't quite right the way it is. Maybe you even achieved some kind of success. Maybe even you, you have a partner or you're married. I don't know. I've, I've seen people walk away from it all. Uh, they've, they've had everything that society says they should want, you know, the house, the cars, the wife, the 
uh, everything. They go on vacations. They have money to burn. They go out out to eat all the time. They're at all the best clubs. You would think their life is 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 they've got it made, but these same people somehow find that that's not what they really wanted, and they were seduced into living a, a life of consumerism and and attaining things and and compiling things, but that's not really what their soul wanted. So they begin to get a call that there was something else. And, you know, it's, if you watch the film, the matrix, I, I make a lot of movie references, but if you watch the movie, the matrix, there's a scene where Morpheus says to Neo, he says, it's like a splinter in your eye. And that's what we're talking about. It's that feeling. It's that, that's that sense that something's not quite right. And, when you get this calling, that's when you need to act. And what it's basically telling you, what this, what this, what this feeling is telling you, is that if you begin to follow the signs, the symbols, the the omens, whatever whatever it is that's leading you away from something and towards something else, this is the point where most people stop. Now, this is well documented if you read about the hero's journey. I'm surprised at how many people still don't know what this is. Check out Joseph Campbell, Google the hero's journey, download a map. Like they literally, there's maps online of the hero's journey. And simply put, it's a framework for evolving yourself. And the framework has been noted by, by the famed historian and mythologian, uh, Joseph Campbell. And Joseph Campbell identified three main steps, the departure the initiation and the return. So the departure, when you begin to depart from your ordinary life, the ordinary world, as he calls it, you begin to step into something, you know, you're, you're stepping into the magical world, but, but first you, you just have to get, you know, you have to, you have to literally get up and leave. You have to walk away from what you're used to. You have to go experience the world in a new way. I live in Guatemala right now in Central America. I've been traveling through several different countries in the past year. Um, I've spent a good amount of time in Nicaragua. I've spent a month in Mexico. Um, I'm now, I've been in Guatemala about seven to eight months. So I've, I've covered some ground and I've, and this isn't the first time I've traveled. I've actually lived in, I think, um, eight countries and counting now. So in my 40 years, I've lived quite a few, in quite a few places and I've, I've gained quite a bit of experience. Um, my path started when I was just out of college. I went on a study abroad to Spain and somebody, that's when, you know, my, I remember someone in my, in my program, my study abroad program, they must've recommended the alchemist. And, and I, I think what happened is I couldn't find it in Spain, but I, I got back to the States and I went to the, to the bookstore to buy it. And it was only, I, for some reason, I found it in Spanish and not English. And so I just picked it up in the States in Spanish and started reading it. You know, I was studying Spanish in school. So I thought it, this will be an easy read. And it was. Um, and I understood all of it, of course. I, you know, I was a Spanish major. And that book just started changing my life. Now, what it spoke to was the idea that we, we have this personal legend and there's like, there's this personal story that each of us get to live out and only you can, can walk that path. Only you can live your own hero's journey, your own personal legend. Now, the caveat to that uh, is that you have to step into it. You have to choose it. It's not going to choose you. I mean, it, it may, it may show up in your life repeatedly and, and, and it may keep tempting you and, and, and taunting you a little bit and scaring you a little bit if you're if you're resistant to the idea that your life is about to change, uh, and and you know if you don't act on it sooner or later that maybe that will disappear. You know maybe those signs will stop. Um, you can you can be pretty powerful if you want in your in your powers of refusing the call. Uh, you can simply you know turn up your 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 ignorance and put on more distractions and pretend you're not listening and pretend like everything is is just fine but if it's not and this call is exactly what you're needing right now then would it be time to start to answer that call and begin to, to change your life so here's the thing no one's ready to change their life because they're not ready to give up what they have 
in order to launch into the unknown. And this is what keeps probably 95% of people from ever starting. They're, they're unafraid. Um, I'm sorry, they're afraid of giving up what they have in order to go into the unknown. And, and that's obvious. I mean, that is, that is the most obvious statement that anyone who's amassed anything, um, whether it's a partner or, or an amount of money or a promotion or, um, you know, a house or anything. I mean, any, anything you value, you're not just going to want to give it up. And people's idea is that once they start on the spiritual path, they have to just give up everything. And I don't think that's entirely true. Sometimes you will, some, sometimes things that are, that are no longer natural for you will fall away. And that's a natural process for things to fall away naturally, right? If it's not, if it doesn't fit who you truly are, then it will fall away. And, and you would probably, it probably served you to let it fall away. Because if you literally try to force things in, to stay in your life that aren't meant to be in your life, you'll, you'll feel the repercussion of that. And, and it's just, you're, you're going against the nature of the universe. And so, in this, in what I'm recommending is that you, when you hear the call, you will begin to receive a series of synchronicities. And these are, are what, you know, the author of The Alchemist, Paulo Coelho, calls your omens. And, you know, you'll find that if you read The Alchemist, there really are a lot of parallels between, you know, this is, it's a fable, right? It's just a little storybook. But it, it's so revealing. I mean, it's timeless because you can you can read it at any age and any place in your life and um, any country you're from. I'm sure anyone can really relate to this to this tale. And it's really just calling you forth to live your life as an adventure. And I think Paolo, the reason he's had so much success is because so many people can can identify with that. Just like just like the hero's journey, just like Joseph Campbell found what he called the monomyth throughout all of, of history's um, myths and and tales. Um, that the reason there's a monomyth in in every story ever written from the beginning of time is because that's how our consciousness receives it. That's how we understand transformation. We're, we're being given given like a framework for transformation, and all we have to know is that. This is uh, this framework is just giving us an, an, a kind of a blueprint, so to speak, for for how we begin changing our lives, how we begin stepping into union with the divine. Now, that's maybe some some advanced language for you. you when I start saying union with the divine, that may freak some people out that are just starting out on the path, and they they think that's maybe like some religious speak or something. It's really not. It is, I don't refer to religion. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not of any, any particular religious influence. Um, I was raised Catholic. I abandoned that years ago uh, for obvious reasons. And now I, I, I am a spiritual being. I don't have any particular religion. Um, what I'm referring to is that relationship with the divine, your own personal relationship with your own divinity. And this is what we're coming back to. We're coming back to into, in, we're coming back into personal empowerment through realizing our divine selves. So that's what the whole path is about. And really just I'm, what I'm walking you through is my experience of getting onto the path. And when it happened for me, it was, it happened through synchronicity. And it's funny, like I was doing a, a podcast. I was actually being interviewed um, on a podcast for a Momentum Collective. You can go to Momentum Collective's podcast on iTunes. Um, I was their very first interviewee. and I remember then they, they asked me this question and and I, I don't remember the question, but the answer for me was was synchronicity. And I guess they asked me, when did it start for you? And I, and I, and I said something about synchronicity and then I, I got emotional and I had to just pause for a second and I had, to, I had to ask myself, why am I getting emotional about synchronicity? So the reason I, I got so emotional was because that's when I got the call and that's when I began to answer the call. I was very depressed at the time. I was going to Arizona State. I was miserable at Arizona State. I was on a lot of drugs and I was drinking all the time and my grades weren't great, but I was passing and I was, I was determined to get out of school in a, in a, in a, in a very short time that I ended up graduating in, in uh, three and a half years. And that for me was, I, I just wanted to be done with it. But probably the best thing that I did for myself was I did that study abroad and went to Spain. So when I, when I started uh, following my, my path to Spain, um, 
some synchronicity started started occurring to me, and that's when um, the work of Carl Jung was introduced to me. And I found a book in the library, and it was the first experience I had where a book just kind of opened to the very page that I needed, speaking a truth to me that, that was unlocking my mind in a very special way. It was preparing me for the journey ahead. It was preparing me. Carl Jung's wisdom helped me understand that I was about to embark on a journey. This journey was going to be a transformation of consciousness and that this suffering that I was experiencing was necessary. I recall the quote, and it, and it basically told me that that every psychic advance of man and 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 all creativity really it results from a state of of suffering or spiritual stagnation, as he called it. And I was experiencing spiritual stagnation at the time, so that made a lot of sense. And I, and I was depressed, and and I didn't understand why. And it, I was, I didn't, I didn't know how to deal with my misery. I, I really didn't, other than drinking and doing drugs and distracting myself. I didn't know how to deal with the darkness that was going on inside of me. So when when I found this book and Carl Jung was 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 speaking off the pages, that began to speak to me directly. And now I had this little little. Now I realized that the books were 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 this this channel for the divine to, to get messages to me. And it was going to do this in a very synchronistic way. And the more I was open to that as a possibility, the more books came my way that I needed to read, or maybe just a passage or maybe just a quote. Um, that was far, you know, that we were, we were, that was before social media. So it wasn't like I was seeing memes and things like that pop up like I do now. But in the beginning, it was just, I was literally led into, into a library. And, that, and then the book that I needed was just popping off the shelf. And the same thing happened when, uh, fast forward um, a couple years, many years actually. And when I, I remember when my big spiritual awakening, like my big quarter life crisis at about 25 started happening, I remember I was down in, uh, Argentina. And this was a, this was an inspired trip. I was guided to go to, to Argentina right around 25, 26. Um, for me, that was a pretty hectic time in my life. And I was experiencing, I, I, I was attempting to be an entrepreneur for the first time. And I noticed that I had a lot of, of blocks and, and beliefs and, and emotional stuff and just stuff I didn't really know about. And I just wanted to become more successful. That was my, you know, my ambition, my ambitious mind kind of drove me to, to do things that like take courses and, and get training. So I remember I went and did my first um, personal development course. And this was like a three-day seminar. I did that in Tucson, Arizona. And it was with a company called Landmark. And maybe, maybe you guys have heard of Landmark. Um, I'm not going to promote them here and I'm not going to speak poorly about them. It, it is what it is. And it helped me at the time. I'm just going to state the truth of, of what happened. And um, there are there were some benefits from that work. But ultimately, what happened to me was I began to become unhinged. And I didn't know what was really happening to me. I just went to this workshop to try to become a better entrepreneur, a more successful salesperson. And I all of a sudden, I, I felt my ego cracking. I felt my my the the shell, the the facade that I had kept up all this time. I began to see myself cracking, and I knew I had to change my lifestyle, and I knew I had to really look at myself. And that scared the hell out of me. It, it really scared the hell out of me that I had to now look at myself carefully, and all the things that I'd done. And you know, being raised Catholic, I was I was horrified of all the sins that I had committed and. Um, there was a lot of guilt and a lot of shame I had to work with, but when that came up and I didn't have the tools to deal with it, uh, I didn't really learn how to process my emotions in this workshop. I just, they, it, like I said, it just cracked me open. So here I was now cracked open with a lot of stuff coming up and not really knowing how to integrate it. And I was going through what I think a doctor these days would call bipolar. Um, that's what it felt like. Some a fr I didn't even know what that was until a friend suggested, hey, you might want to look at this thing called bipolar disorder. Um, I didn't get diagnosed with that, and I don't think um, it was necessary to be diagnosed with that because I don't honestly believe it exists. I just think it, it's a term that doctors invented so they can keep people cycling between medications. What I did is I finally, you know, I, I self-medicated. 
And uh, that wasn't a good idea, by the way. I'm not suggesting this as an alternative because it, it was it was highly risky. Um, I was I was self medicating um, to manage my moods, and you know I was using cocaine and alcohol, uh, the coke to to bring me up when I was depressed, and the alcohol to bring me down when I got too too much in, into this. Um, you know, all knowing. I mean, there's a there's a point when when a person who, who's who's maybe experiencing bipolar when they're going into mania. Mania can feel like you're on top of the world. It can it can feel like you're God, and and for a short time anyway, and then you crash. And so I would be on top of the world, feeling like I knew everything. I was totally enlightened, and then I would crash, and I would go back down to that hopeless, miserable feeling. So that was wasn't a very comfortable time in my life, and I knew I was starting to unravel, and I didn't really know what I needed except I knew I needed to get out of the country <laughs> that was my first impulse was to to actually go and travel and go somewhere where no one knew me, so at least I could just deal with these things uh, without anyone judging me and looking upon me in a weird way or expecting anything of me. I just wanted to go and let this process take its course, so I was guided to uh, Buenos Aires first. And then I ended up in a beach town about 16 hours south. But when I was in Buenos Aires, the interesting thing is, is that I hit the ground when I, as soon as I got off the plane, it's like I hit the ground and I was just compelled to like this energy was just coming out of my chest and it was just guiding me to, to have all these experiences and just go to different places and talk to all these different people and, and explore and follow my guidance. And my guidance was so strong it was leading me like it literally led me into a bookstore. And I'll never forget this because this is kind of the point of the whole story. The point is, is that I was guided into a bookstore that day. And I'm not sure, you know, the, it, it, I was on a, a street called Avenida de Florida. And this is a main uh, center of commerce in Buenos Aires. So the street is just lined with different shops. And I must have passed a dozen bookstores, but I all of a sudden I got the the compulsion to go into one particular bookstore, and I was just pulled right in. And I walked around the whole store, ser searching for something. Like I knew I was there to find a specific book, so I was scanning the shelves, scanning the shelves, and finally I made my way back towards the entrance. And along the wall, out of the corner of my eye, I see a book title. One, a spine on the book that just caught my eye and the words were in English. And so the book was, was on its side. So I kind of tilted my head to read it. And the book, the book title was emotional intelligence. And this was the, the book that I was there to find. I knew it. As soon as I saw the book, I pulled it off the shelf and it, I, I bought it. That was the book for me. That's why I, I, that's why I had been led into that, um, that particular bookstore. Now, there weren't many English books in this bookstore. So what's interesting is that I was guided not only to the right book that I needed, but the book that in my native language. I wasn't ready to, to read a book that dense um, in Spanish. So I needed to absorb it in my own language. And uh, this book became the start. Interestingly enough, I was dwelling on this today. I'm now 40. Um, when I was in Buenos Aires, I was probably 26, on the verge of 27. That was a long time ago. So I, I just want to speak to this because sometimes on your path, you have to just trust that it's unfolding in the right way. You can't expect everything to plop in your lap all at once. Once you begin the path, it's like a gentle unfolding. You, you're shown certain things. You're given some some hints. You're you follow the signs, and you begin to let this experience unfold. Sometimes it's magical. Sometimes maybe you you stop seeing the synchronicities, and, and life just seems ordinary again. What I'm going to suggest is that as long as you're open and willing and stepping into the unknown constantly, and I know that sounds like a, a large task, but you have to actually get comfortable in the unknown. And and I, I heard a quote from Osho just the other day, courage is a love affair with the unknown. So you really need to summon your courage and just know that you're. it's a love affair with the unknown. You're really, to create magic in your life, to walk your true path, to live a life of intuition or magic, as we say, you have to live with the unknown, a constant presence that, you know, that, it's around you. Like it's, you're, you're in uncertainty. You know, it's there. You, you can't deny it. You're not ignoring it. You're living in a state of uncertainty. And this is hard for the mind because the mind needs to know everything. So the first thing you want to do is just undo that part of your mind, at least just observe it, observe the part of your mind that needs to know. And 
drop in to that place. And of course, this is done through meditation. I'm slowing my voice down in a deliberate way so that you kind of get the idea that to have these insights, you have to slow your mind down. You have to go into that quiet place. You have to go into the stillness that's inside of you to connect with what I'm saying, right? It's not just information that I'm giving you. It's it's tools for growth that you can adopt. I always tell my clients, this is something I've heard and that I like to repeat. It's not what you read. It's what you think about what you read. So you could say the same thing about information that you hear. It's not what you hear. It's what you think about what you hear. So hear what I'm saying. And then if something resonates, think about it, dwell on it, contemplate it for a little while until this knowledge becomes your own experience. And then it becomes wisdom. So I I like to think that knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. So you kind of need to have your own experience with this knowledge. You need to make it your own somehow. And then it becomes your own personal wisdom. And one day, you know, your th- that wisdom is flowing from you. So this is how you're developing and growing right now. You don't need to really follow anyone else's path. Although, like I said, you will fo- probably find mentors and guides and people that you look up to. It's one thing to want to emulate someone. It's another to f- try to follow their same path. And that can never be done. Like I said, there's no real formula. You 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 will be given the formula. You will be guided the entire way. Your journey is different from my journey. So I cannot tell you exactly, you know, the steps to take. I'm just giving you guidelines. Follow your synchronicity. You know, follow the omens. Step into uncertainty with courage. And then the, then things start to unfold. Uh, obviously, there's there's more advanced work. And when, I do, when I'm doing coaching with people, of course, there's, there's, there's more depth to what I'm talking about. I'm giving you the basics, basics, basics. And this is just to get you, you know, over the starting line. If you don't ever stop, uh, if you don't ever start, then then you're 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 dead in the water, right? You're you're un- you're unwilling to leave the ordinary world. If you're still in the ordinary world, thinking, yeah, this sounds nice, but I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know if I'll answer that call. Then, you know, you're wasting your time and. You know, you're, you're probably not the person I'm, I'm here to speak to unless this sinks in. And then, you know, a year or two down the road, you think, hey, maybe that guy had a point. Sometimes it takes longer for messages to, to sink in. Um, they say we have to hear things seven times until it, it until it, you know, we start to take that in. So I don't know. Maybe you need to hear this message from different people at different times. I know the intellect is a tricky thing. We have to get past the intellect in order to start operating from the intuitive mind. But for now, your intellect is like the the guard dog. And it's like taking all this information in. It's deciding what it likes, what it doesn't like, what's useful, what's not useful. But soon enough, this information will start penetrating your logical mind and it'll start connecting to your heart. So just allow what's true to penetrate and you know you can still keep your guard up your 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 mind is going to do what it does and it's going to have its protection mechanisms and that's fine but start to let truth sink in so whatever resonates as truth and you feel it in your body then just acknowledge that that's true for you that's the first step in honoring your intuition honoring what feels true what resonates is true so that we say a lot in the spiritual community that if it resonates then you know it's true for you right so just notice that that resonates is a good word because that means it's it's having an effect on you personally. It's it's changing your feeling state, or it's 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 giving you that clue that this is this is these are the feelings that you want more of. So we're generating those good feelings. We're we're creating, as I mentioned in the beginning, we're creating that feeling of gratitude and appreciation. And from that we begin to grow into these heart-centered emotions, right? If we can feel the heart-centered emotions more and more, and that becomes our baseline emotions then we're actually creating a life of happiness and joy. And I believe this is what everyone wants. I I don't know anyone who doesn't want to be happy. I mean, on an unconscious level, they may be keeping themselves unhappy, but on a conscious level, most people would admit that they want to be happy. And most people would say that they want a lot more than just being happy. Maybe they they want things and they think that their, their happiness is dependent on things. But I'm here to tell you that um, if you pursue happiness, and you you do you, you pursue creativity in the sense that um, you truly want to give your gift to the world. You really want to make a contribution, and you want to add your creative imprint 
to the world and you want to do this through love, I think that's the best intention you can possibly have. So it's not, it's not really about, you know, having some insane goal or, or, you know, an unrealistic vision. Um, you can listen, your vision is going to come through your heart. It's going to come through your, your inspiration. When you're inspired, when you're inspired to create your vision, it will create itself. And all you're doing is allowing it. What you're doing is you're allowing it to unfold. So when you're allowing your vision to unfold, you're basically saying yes to life. And you're saying yes to opportunities. And you're saying yes to change. And you're saying yes to challenges. And you're even saying yes to pain. And I know that's going to sound harsh or hard, but it's not. Just be willing to deal with pain. Pain is just an, it's a natural byproduct of, of doing the work, of, of walking your true path. It's, and, and it's not going to be forever, but there is going to be pain in the beginning. Self-awareness is painful. Okay. When you realize how much you've been holding yourself back, you will shriek. You will, you will, you will cry. I mean, really, you've been holding yourself back in a huge way. So you're not creating with your identity. And that's what everyone needs to understand, first of all. And this is this is one of the main points that I make in my coaching. It's kind of hard to, to explain um, in a simple way to the un, in, uninitiated, but let's just let's just make a quick distinction. You have an identity or a personality, and you've been living from that identity, and you've been creating from that personality. And you that personality or identity has a set of beliefs, and it's been living by those set of beliefs. And you've been creating this reality consistent with your beliefs of this personality. Now, whatever this personality is, this is your psychological self. This is the person you think you are. And the psychological self has a lot of psychological limitations, right? So if it, if the world gets challenging, if life gets challenging, all of a sudden the psyche gets all worked up and it starts producing more and more thoughts about how this isn't fair, or this isn't going to work, or this isn't safe. And it's, it's got all kinds of thoughts. And that's your psychological self, just producing more thoughts that are consistent with the beliefs that you hold in your system. Now, what we're doing is we're shifting. What I'm leading you towards, if you're truly walking your path, then you're, you're uncovering your true self. You're starting to unravel the untruth to get to the truth. You're starting to release the non-essentials to get to the essential. You're, you're starting to quiet the mind so you can listen through the heart. So once you can tune your heart in to your intuitive guidance, then life begins. Okay. When you have awareness, then the guidance can begin. What are you having awareness of? Simply put, you're just becoming aware of, of how you're still living out of that limited identity. And when you have an awareness of that, then you can become aware of the truth that you are, the being that you are, the magnificence that you are, the divinity that you are. When you can understand that and you can start to realize that there's so much available to you, that's why we call it infinite possibilities. This is, um, this is an idea that when, you, when you're truly tuned in, when you're living from infinite possibilities, it means you've, been com you've become comfortable living in the void. That means you've become comfortable with uncertainty. So your level of, of discomfort has now become so comfortable that you're living in this new space. You're cre creating a new realm for yourself. And that is what we call the creative orientation. Now, if you're creating from your creative self, your, your divinity, your true nature, then you're open to all possibilities and opportunities that come into your life. Now you can embrace magic. Now, here's the thing. If you've started your path out noticing little synchronicities, then the more you pay attention and follow your synchronicities and take action on, if, if there is an action to, to, to be taken, you begin to take action on these things. And you notice that synchronicities are literally just guiding your life forward, creating this really cool interaction with life so that you can feel the magic and you can feel the universal support and you can even feel your your human sisters and brothers supporting you like like god's actually sending helpers for you and that's the beauty of this life that is the beauty of this this magical uh illusion that we're living in so one thing you have to know, and I tell this to my breathwork students all the time, is you have to release your your identity or your your 
your belief that you are a physical being, like just a physical being. Of course, we are a physical being. That's a fact. I mean, you have you have skin and bones and cells, and you know you have a, a social security number that identifies you as a human being on this planet. So you're taking up space. That's a fact. But you're also an energy being. You're a light body. And so when you can understand yourself as a light body and as an energy being, then life gets really interesting. And you can start living like a, like an alchemist, like a like a magician. You can start to feels like it feels like you can almost command things to happen, and they do. And you can send your intentions out, and they come back fulfilled. Or you can you can ask for universal support, and it shows up in myriad ways. This is really interesting, and this is this is a great way to live, and and, and I'm proof of it. I've done it. I've lived this way. Um, it's magnificent, and it's really it's supported me in living uh, at a higher level than I'm used to that I was used to living at before. When you know I was living from what uh, David Hawkins would call force, right? When we're trying to force things to happen. Now I'm living from my power. And you don't have to add power to power. You're already powerful. So you just allow things to, to come into your life. You allow things to come to you. You program your subconscious mind with the kind of beliefs that support a higher level existence, that support an abundant life, that support a healthy life. And then you just start to follow that, that inner guidance that is helping you create the very thing you're here to create. Now let's just finish up. I'm going to, I'm going to end just under an hour here. So I want to stay on point and just kind of get to creating your heart vision because the only reason to create anything is, is out of love. And that kind of goes back to the very beginning where I said, you, you have to know your egoic agenda. You have to know why it is that you want something. If you want some, some uh, promotion or some status symbol or um, some, anything i mean if you if you want the house the business the wife the the car the the stuff the the empire um why do you want that why why what what do you think it'll give you when you have it and just ask yourself because th this is really what it comes down to is it an egoic pursuit is it something that you think when i get that then i'll be happy that's the what ifs like you know if if i get if I get this thing, then I'll be happy. And it's not, it's not about that. It's not about when I get the thing, then I'll be happy. It's about creating what you love and doing that from wherever you are right now. And this is, this is the, the, the hang up. This is where a lot of people get stuck because they want to believe that they can't go for what they love right now because the conditions aren't quite right. They don't have enough save. They're not in a position. They've got family to take care of. They've got to make, you know, whatever, whatever the excuse is. I've got to cover the bills. I've got to pay my mortgage. I've, I've got kids to feed. I've, I can't leave the country. So I, I hear it all when people ask me about my lifestyle. Well, I hear it all. I can't, I can't, I can't. So if you're stuck with I can't, then forget it. You know, you're, you're, you're in the realm of, of no possibilities. I want you to live in the realm of infinite possibilities. So you're going to have to change your way of thinking. One of those ways of thinking, one of the premises that I use in my coaching is that there are no conditions that, that must exist for you to have what you want. And I have everything I need right now. And, and those are, I'm going to ask you to, to, you know, you can pause this recording or you can write those down. But when you have firm ideas in your mind like that, you can use those as operational premises. They don't have to be your beliefs right this second, but just use them as premises. Use it, entertain yourself with those and just question them and play with them and contemplate them and see if those can be true for you. There are no conditions that must exist for you to have what you want. So don't go trying creating conditions and making things just right so that then you can you can take the leap or or try that new project or or go for that person that you're interested in i want you to create what you love and 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 get really still and this this is where i find personally on my path i needed help i needed coaching i needed i needed a mentor i needed someone who could guide me into daring we say this i also tell my clients that you have to dare to name the simplicity of your heart that is what alchemy is alchemy is driving to the center of your heart and really knowing deep down what it is you're here to 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 deliver to produce to to contribute to create these are all positive words these are we are creative beings so when you're in your creative expression when you're fulfilling your creative potential 
I believe you will be at your happiest. I believe those will be your happiest moments when you're in your full expression. And when you're in your full expression and you're, you're operating from your beingness, your being will bring everything into being. So everything apart from that, that you, that, you know, that the ego would want a relationship for the sake of having, you know, that, 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 that love, that, that dosis, right? We, it's like, we need the dose. Give me the, Give me the, the the daily dose of of affection and attention and love so that I can feel better about myself. But what if having a love relationship was the natural result of finding your true self and and coming into a relationship with your own being? What if you loved yourself so much that that love was just overflowing and you couldn't help but share it with another person? And so you naturally manifest a person in your life who can share this beautiful existence with you that sounds like a happy relationship not one where you go to that person expecting them to give you a sense of happiness or expecting them to give you the love that you won't give yourself so create what you love and learn to know what that is learn to connect to your being long enough to listen to your own heart's wisdom and your own heart's desire so that you can get clear on what it is that you're here to bring into the world. And I'm willing to bet that if you pursue this path, you will find that that not only does it support you financially, I mean, you have to make, we all have to make a living. There's no denying that. But wouldn't you rather make a living doing what you love to do, waking up each day, knowing that you're fulfilling your purpose, that you're you're serving humanity in, in a unique way that only you can do. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say that if you choose this path, that just might be the the best decision you ever made. Now the 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 risk is is that you you don't make any decision at all and and you you stay where you are and then you have to give up knowing what could have been. You have to just you know you'll always live with that with that um, unknown. Like what if what if I did this? What if I would have taken that that step? So one of the regrets of the dying. There's a book uh, by a woman in Australia and I think it was called The Seven Regrets of the Dying. And one of the things that she pointed out in her book was that a lot of people, when they came to uh, their last moments, they wished they would have lived the life that, that they wanted for themselves and not the life that others wanted for them. And so I really want to end on this note. If you're living a life for someone else, if you're living a life to prove to someone to to uphold some standards, some conformity, some expectations set forth by your peers, your parents, your religion, your traditions, your background, your upbringing, whatever that is, analyze it. Look at it closely. Are you living your truth? Who are you being right now? Do you like who you're being? These are just simple questions. But I want these questions to be able to penetrate your mind enough so that you can stop where you are, stop what you're doing if it's not fulfilling you, and begin to pursue the path of higher fulfillment, the path of enlightenment, the path of highest potential. So this is your choice, and this is really... What is going to create this this new reality? You know, I'm not going to get too spiritual here. I believe I'm the bridge between you know the 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 old paradigm and the new paradigm. I, I definitely walked the path of of you know the person who 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 played in 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 one reality for a long time and and tried everything out and and did the drugs and drank the drinks and partied at all the clubs and slept with the girls. And, and I, I did it all to, to really have the human experience. And, and I'm not saying I don't do anything now. I'm still living. Uh, I don't live as a saint. But um, that past life of unconsciousness is over. And I, I now live with awareness. And, and like I said, when you have the awareness, then the guidance begins. So begin to tune in to your own guidance Begin to follow the signs and synchronicities in your life and see what begins to unfold. And then as, as you get a little closer to discovering your true self, begin to ask yourself, what am I here to create? What is seeking to express through me? What would I love to contribute to the world? What would, what would they need? What, what are people needing? 
when you get into a service to others consciousness, everything changes. Your whole life will change. So right now, I'm going to leave you with all these things to think about. These are my contemplations of, of just hitting 40 and looking back over the last many years of my own growth. I hope this episode has served you. Um, as always, you can comment if you're listening through Anchor or shoot me an email through Facebook. That's all for now.